Brennan Carrion, and today, on this very special bonus episode, I am joined by Alex, Black Oath Entertainment. Alex, what is up, man? Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, it's great having you. Uh, the listeners will not know this, but now they will. Uh, we just spent an hour wrestling with yeah. the difficulties <laughs> of transnational communication, and uh, we are now here. Alex is joining us from Spain, is that correct? Yes, in Madrid, Spain. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, you are the uh, owner, proprietor, creator of Black Oath Entertainment, is that right? Yeah, well, I'm basically the only person behind it because there's no no other team here. I mean, we I just started uh, starting uh, writing games and I decided to try to publish them. And so I came up with the name Black, Black of Entertainment. So, yeah, it's only me. <laughs> For well, now. let's uh, let's let's talk about that journey, man. Let's talk about about where that begins. So, uh, what 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 got you into this hobby? Like, how did you cut your teeth? What's your favorite shit? Yeah, so I well, like most people who are into RPGs, I I was always homebrewing stuff as a kid, always making my own modules or my own adventures, uh, special rules. Uh, you know, well, you know the drill, <laughs> making my own stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So just more recently, I, uh, due to the lack of a regular team, I started to, I mean, for a, a regular group to play with uh, RPGs, I, I started to get into solo stuff. And it started with tabletop solo games. But then I, I discovered that you can actually even do an actual uh, uh, role-playing session by yourself using mythic and all this kind of prophecy or i think it's called prophecy engines or well i don't know i don't know if you're familiar with the type of tools that you have available to be able to like play and um you can just pick a dance and dragons module and and play it by yourself without a gm so how how do you do that using this this uh mythic engine how does that work yeah it's basically it works by probability you just uh honestly i'm not fan a fan of it and that's why i tried it once or twice and i said okay i'm i it's what i call assisted writing because <laughs> you just ask questions and it's like okay i think there's like a f- 55 uh, chances that this will happen and then you have like a, ta- a tables that will tell you uh, more or less if it's going to happen i don't know it's it's just a bit tricky and it needs a lot of preparation. It's a very involved process, and I understand there's a public for it, but uh, I don't know when when you reach a point <laughs> in life that you're busy and you just want to play something quick or a bit more uh, immediately available, maybe. So this needed a lot of preparation. You need to basically generate all the the the, the standard GM work. Uh, but for yourself and and on top of that while you are playing you're basically writing the story so it was it was very complicated so the going straight to the point 
Uh, yeah, that sounds I, not great. I gotta yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, I know there's people who love who love it, and I discovered there's people. Uh, you have YouTube channels where you have a uh, uh, people playing with with this uh, mythic uh, GM-less engine, and it's entertaining to watch because it's you're you have a guy telling you a story which is being created on the go, so it's entertaining to watch, but. To play it, I, I honestly just prefer to write. If I'm going to be <laughs> basically writing, I'd rather just take and write something concrete. So I, I discovered that you had a bit more structure style of solo games. Um, for example, it's called one called uh, Four Against Darkness. Uh, Four Against the Darkness, sorry. So I, st- I got a lot into that. It's, it's very, very old school, very simple dungeon crawling, but it's just brilliant it's, it's very fun so i liked it so much that uh, i decided to make a hack a science fiction hack and and i sent it to the publisher he really liked it the funny thing is that uh, he was already creating a, a solo hack well i mean a solo version of, of <laughs> against the darkness and uh, science fiction base so uh, nothing really came out of out, out from that so i decided that well Apparently, I can write good enough for people to find my stuff interesting. So I had some ideas, and I, and that's how I ended up making Disciples of Bone and Shadow. <laughs> so, oh, great. Yeah. No, that is cool. <laughs> that is cool AF. So how long ago was it that you wrote the uh, science fiction hack? Like, around what time was that? That was It was all pretty fast because um, the original um, game, the Far Against the Darkness, is, is tiny. It's a tiny game. So uh, I don't know. It, that was like a year ago, maybe a bit longer. And I wrote it in a week. I mean, it was very intensive. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I made all all the <clears throat> the changes and the things I wanted to add. But I literally wrote the whole game. I mean, I and I sent it to him, and he he told me this guy. He's called Andrea. He's an Italian guy. He's from Ganesha Games. They make all. They they focus in. Oh yeah, I know that game. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. Yeah, so they focus in, in solo game. They have also like a wargaming version, uh, Songs of Blades and Heroes, I think it's called. So, yeah, I mean... He's yeah, I a, follow he, that online. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He's uh, he's really onto something with his games. So I sent it to him and he was telling me, you, you're nuts. I mean, usually people send me a, a pitch <laughs> first. They don't send me a whole game <laughs> finished. <laughs> And I said, well, I just started writing it, and I thought it was better to show you a finished product in case you were interested. But, well, as I said, he was already working on it. So initially we talked about making, make, maybe working on it together, but I don't know. It all ended up in in the air. Nothing really happened. So I said, fuck it. I'm just going to write my own stuff and 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 try by myself. Yeah, no. Sometimes you just have to take the bull by the horns, right? You yeah. You got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um... If we'll get to Disciples of Bill and Shadow in just a second, I guess I just kind of want to know uh, whatever happens to the sci-fi game. Are you like, I mean, you must have a pile of papers sitting there. Like, are you going to rework that? Turn um, it into something else? No, no, I don't think so because it was really based on his original game on Four Against Darkness. So it will be, it will be plagiarism, I think, at this point, because oh, it was li- so, it was literally translating the rules into a sci-fi setting, adding okay, so adding was... extra stuff. For example, his base base game doesn't have races, so I added a bit of sci-fi 
flavor and, and other stuff. I mean, it, I built it up on his idea, but it's really rooted in, uh, into uh, his base game. So I, I wouldn't be able to publish it myself. Okay, okay. And I wouldn't, and want, and really... I wouldn't want it anyway because uh, it's, it's pretty basic. And, and right now I'm writing a bit more advanced stuff, I think, at least. <laughs> I like to think it's more advanced. Uh, in a good way of course and not overly complicated so i don't know i just i wouldn't want to publish it right now <laughs> cool all right all right um well so that kind of leads us into disciples of building shadow which has been very successful uh, in the american market yeah with yeah, uh, exalted funeral right yeah yeah I've, I've got a lot of positive feedback people seem to enjoy it so i'm very grateful and and happy <laughs> And so, so tell us about the creation of that. What went into that? Yeah, so uh, like I said, uh, after I finished with the hack and, and saw that I could actually write something playable, <laughs> I started thinking about how to create a, my own completely new solo RPG. So I started, I want still to have a bit of old, old school flavor. I, I was really into tunnels and trolls and this kind of very old school war form of uh, generating dungeons and i think you can see that in the in the dna of disciples and so i just started writing um taking ideas from yeah all those old school uh, games and and of course uh, um four against darkness definitely was an inspiration uh, and then about the setting, uh, initially uh, the setting wasn't going to be so dark sun, which is funny. I didn't realize the setting was so d dark sun until the game was actually published and somebody told me, oh, this really reminds me to dark sun. And I said, fuck, you're right. It, it really sounds, <laughs> it really is dark sun. And that was That's really, awesome, though. Dark yeah, Sun's yeah. great. Yeah, I love Dark Sun. Can't get Dark Sun right now, so you got to get play something. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my all-time favorites for sure. And and I guess it was in the back of my head because I wasn't really aiming towards making something similar to Dark uh, Dark Sun. Because, But yeah, I mean, in, in Dark Sun, uh, most of the weapons are bone-made. You have all those, um, those mage... Uh, I, I can't remember. It has been so many years since I read the books and and played the game. But uh, I mean, you have that uh, barbaric feeling, which I unconsciously <laughs> copied apparently and 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 put into Disciples of Bone and Shadow. Well, so. I mean, here's the thing: is I don't know about that. I feel like sometimes when people are presented with a new game and a new property, they look at it and they think. They're they're trying to figure out what kind of context to put it in. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's thinking, human nature to try to classify things for exactly, sure. Exactly, exactly. And so, um, no, but I, mean, I, I don't I, think I, I, I do personally see the similarities after they mentioned because, for example, in Disciples of One Shadow, I I also made uh, weapons. Uh, they are mostly made of stone and and bone because metal is rare, which is one of the key things from Dark Sun. And I seriously, it, it is. <laughs> I seriously did not remember. <laughs> it was completely unconscious. So, yeah, yeah, yeah that's that one of those uh, hallmarks of the Dark Sun setting is that metal is metal super hard to get. Yeah, so it's it's the same in Disciples of One and Shadow. So, 
people may think I was just ripping off uh, <laughs> Dark Sun, but nope, I thought I was being original. <laughs> well, I mean, but uh, also OSR games are so much a labor of love. They're 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 almost like love letters to a different style of gaming anyway. And I think that Dark Sun in particular was known for being a, a setting that had a lot of grit and it was very yeah. difficult. It was very, very challenging for the players. And that's kind of the OSR take also. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's no... I don't think there's any crime there. I think it's... Uh, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say it's unoriginal. I certainly, when I was looking through uh, Disciples, did not feel like, oh, well, this is just Dark Sun. I didn't, I didn't feel that at all. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to hear that. <laughs> so, um... We we've been sitting here kind of talking about Disciples of Bill and Shadow like everybody should know about it, and I suppose that like if you listen to Full Metal RPG, you probably know something about it. But why don't why don't you go ahead and tell uh, tell listeners about it and like in your own words and kind of take the time to like pitch it and really just kind of you know yeah. give give us the give us the the the, the high level perspective. Well, so I'm honestly terrible always at explaining my own game. <laughs> so let's see. <laughs> let's see what comes out. But just the idea is um, uh, the setting is a, is a world that's been desolated by some kind of cataclysm that is not really specified. So the planet, it's tidally locked, is one of those eyeball planets, as they call them. So there's you have one side, which is... Um, uh, facing the sun, which is in completely inhabitable, uh, I mean uninhabitable, uninhabitable, sorry, uh, because the the temperature is just, I mean, it's basically a lake of lava. And on the other side, it's the opposite. It's, it never faces the sun, so it's everything frozen. But in between, you have a like a strip of land, which is called the twilight, where civilization still exists. But the thing is that all this uh, strip of land is dominated by uh, the tyrants, which are servants of the primordial, primordial ones. And there are less uh, human and more forces of nature in the sense that they lost all their humanity. And then they don't really have any actual control over their actions anymore. It's just it's random. You, they can, most of them though, some of them they still cling to their humanity, so there are little patches of civilization where the tyrant, the local tyrant, didn't just randomly uh, kill everybody or desolate the land with their incredible godlike god powers. So yeah, the the general setting is that civilization is rare and and <clears throat> and separated from. I mean, the different cities and. And little towns are very separated, very difficult to to really um, call the area a civilized place. In that sense, I was very inspired by by Conan. I mean, that was actually my my go-to as a reference, uh, the barbaric and savage world of of Conan. So you get that maybe feeling of desolation, of uh, sparse uh, civilization. And in between is just a desolate landscape of uh, perennial twilight. <laughs> because, of course, I mean, you're in between the light and the shadow. So it's never it's never dark. It's never actually a daylight. So and then um, gameplay gameplay wise, um, it's all uh, randomly generated. You just it starts as a hex crawl. So uh, as you 
move around the the hex map uh, random features will appear you can have one of those rare settlements you can have one of the you can find one of the fortresses belonging to the to the titans you have random encounters you have uh, i don't know a lot of of different things that can happen and aside from that you have uh, the typical which will be more like dungeon delving in the form of um uh, uh, excuse me <laughs> something was it's all right yeah i don't know i guess it's one of the dogs banging around um so um what <laughs> sorry i lost the you, so you, you I, have I traditional kind of like dungeon delving yeah sorry it's just the dogs are banging on the door or something i don't know it's weird <laughs> um so yeah you have a you can explore uh, ruins or uh, caves cave systems so all that the whole game the loop of the game will be you do a bit of uh, hex crawling you find some feature maybe you find some settlement they give you a, a quest to do something else so you try to find that place and um or you can just go to uh one of the r many ruins that you you have all over the place and um and and that's it you just uh <laughs> random exploration random encounters random loot of course a lot of uh danger honestly it's a quite difficult game is a uh, a lot of danger everywhere magic corrupts it's it's uh, relatively easily available but it's very difficult to to be a, a magic user because it's really corrupting you most likely will end up dying so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah don't like know exactly. uh when i when uh, i got it got it home and like opened it up it was like it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh the kind of like OSR kind of like uh, book Carcosa, you know, everybody is so bonkers for Carcosa and uh, because, but, because it's a hex crawl and it, yeah. it's like a hex crawl in a waste. Yeah. But the thing about Carcosa is that there's all this like alien tech laying around. So it's like, there's like laser guns and shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like your game is, it has this much more kind of like, savagely mythological feel where it, you just feel like you're on this like uh this this like magical wasteland and um there's there's not that infusion of kind of like like uh sci-fi tech at least not that i encountered yeah and, no no um, definitely not and that's not going to happen anytime soon oh well, i love it i love i love your take the way that it feels i mean there's nothing wrong with genre bending. There's nothing wrong. No, with no, of like course not. But uh, I don't know. Uh, it can get out of hand, and it can. You can lose focus very easily. I think if you start mixing like uh, a Michael lot. Moorcock, he did some of that with uh, with Elric, where Elric like ended up. Like, yeah, with the one... yeah with Eternal Champion, you can really end up mm -hmm. in weird places. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Elric goes on like this thing that's like a spaceship at one point, and you're kind of like, yeah. you know, it's a spaceship. Yeah, yeah. Even though, um, yeah, 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 how it's described. And, and, and that, that stuff's cool. I'm not like against it, but I I'll, I prefer the Elric stuff where it's just Mel Bonet. You know, that's yeah, that's definitely. the stuff that I'm yes. much oh. much more excited about. Yeah, oh, that I absolutely love. That's one of my first loves for sure, Elric. And all the awesome. Yeah, and and Corum too. People seem to like less Corum, but Oh my god, those books are so gloomy and they have a special melancholy that I, I just love them. The, and all the background of Celtic mythology, it's it's fantastic. 
I, I really dude. That's really what's love so it. great about the Moorcock stuff, right? Is yeah. the is the 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 sense of overwhelming melancholy that's yeah. in in his books. They're just, uh, I mean, it's they're, they're very like, pessimistic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun to just sit there and feel kind of sad about a dying world for a little while. But then you're like, but then now we're in a dying world and we're also sad. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's like art, art imitating life or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how much uh play has uh has uh disciples gotten? You've uh you've released the American edition, the English edition. Is there also a Spanish edition? No, no, no. I went right ahead in, in English. I, I always write it directly in English. I, they're asking me, they're asking me to, to translate it to Spanish. And I don't know, I was considering doing it, but I don't know. Eventually if, if I get time, I will translate it to Spanish. But uh, right now, since it's only me and I have a lot of ideas, I'm focusing on just releasing new stuff. So yeah, the opportunity, Offer, uh, uh, first, I mean, uh, appears. I will, I will definitely try to release it in Spanish. But for now, I'm working with, with Exalted Funeral, and everything is in English. We're releasing everything through them. So yeah, for now, cool. that, that's it. <laughs> um, so kind of, I want to just take a second and sort of like touch on what uh, RPG culture in Spain is like. Like you were saying, you were having a hard time getting a group together is that because of scheduling like it seems to be so common now or is yeah or is no. uh, rpg culture in in spain like a little different like what are people playing like what what, what penetration has the hobby made into that into oh, that honestly I, I really couldn't tell you much about it because first of all i recently returned to spain so i was living abroad for well the last i mean if you add up it's been over half of my life but the last period has been 11 years so i've been 11 years outside of spain so oh I, wow yeah i came back and and of course on top of that my old friends uh, they all have kids now they all have their old my old rpg buddies they are all, all <laughs> not role-playing anymore so that's <laughs> that, that's the main reason it's just difficult to find people and of course the the uh, scheduling uh, maybe you can one day and then the other people you usually play can't so i mean it's just it gets complicated it's impossible to have a regular group right now at least in my personal circumstances but as a as a general thing here in in spain i would say rpgs are definitely as popular as in in the u.s or anywhere else in in the western world uh, they they got a quite bad rep uh, in the 90s when I was really into it, of course, as a teenager, um, because there were a couple of fucks who uh, made their RP personal RPG live session and ended up killing people. And so, of course, all the... All our parents, all the parents of my generation were freaking out. And I, I didn't even have friends who their parents forbade them from, from playing at all. We had to sneak. It was like, I don't know, RPG, playing RPGs was like doing drugs. <laughs> you had to <laughs> hide. <laughs> so I think that culture has, has changed now. I mean, it's not seen as a taboo thing. And definitely it's gone mainstream everybody knows what an rpg is nowadays you can buy them everywhere so 
And in that sense, I, I guess it's, it's accepted and it's a, a common thing the same way it is in the U.S. But as, uh, apart from that, I, I can't really tell you more because as I said, I'm not really in contact with uh, any kind of RPG communities here in Spain. And that's such a bummer, but that's that's kind of what like created the impetus to do the solo role playing. Yeah, then, definitely. Huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean that's amazing. I, that's I amazing. Ha- I have a regular group, but we we just don't play RPGs because of the lack of time. We just do t- um, war gaming and tabletop gaming. So, um, oh great, we are finally discussing about the opportunity of doing some some actual RPG, and I immediately took a mothership and started studying it again because i am dying to 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 give it a go oh excellent excellent yeah Yeah. so so how did you uh get in touch with uh matt kelly for uh exalted funeral and well that was actually through my day job because i'm a i'm a publisher so we were in contact before because of that and and then when i started writing disciples my initial idea was to self-publish but then I saw that he published the Witch Burner because before, initially Matt was just uh, I mean well except a funeral, and they were just distributing material. They weren't releasing their own stuff. So yeah. But then when I saw that he released Witch Burner, I decided to <laughs> to ask him if he would be interested in Disciples, and he looked into it. He liked it, and and well, there it was very simple, very straightforward because we had that working relationship before. And and it was just a matter of asking, <laughs> sending him the files, and a week later he was, yeah, sure, let's publish this. So, very, oh, that's very, great. It was very fast. It was I needed, I don't know, maybe a couple of months to write it because also it was very intensive writing. I was maybe eight hours every day writing. So after one two months, I I wrote it, and a week later, Matt already agreed to publish it. So <laughs> it was it was very straightforward. Well, that barrier between being like an RPG fan and being an RPG creator is becoming more and more permeable. I think I feel like the 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 distance between those two groups it's always been sort of small, but I think it just keeps getting smaller and smaller. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. I I see it in the. Um, Exalted Funeral Discord. I mean, almost everybody is writing their own game right now. <laughs> at, at least a hack of some type. And, and if oh not, man, uh, I should spend more time over there. I should spend more time over there. Then I'm I'm on the Exalted Funeral Discord. I just yeah. I, the the sort of weird Discord explosion lately has meant that I'm I'm dividing my time amongst like four or five different Discords. Yeah, so am I. I mean, I'm completely new to Discord. It was just I joined. The Exalted Funeral Discord, just so we could discuss work stuff with Matt, and then he opened the Discord to to the general public, and it really exploded. And then I started just discovering other channels, and honestly, it's a it's a good medium to to meet. Oh, I know new people. I and, loved it. I. I, I I really thought that nothing was going to supplant social media, and but then Discord seems to be taking that role yeah. where you can interact with people, specific people about specific things, but you don't have to scroll through a bunch of like, oh, here's somebody's memes or here's like somebody's political views you don't care about or here's like uh, your your weird uncle who you haven't talked to in years and they're like friend requesting you, you know. Discord yeah. has, has it's, it's amazing and it's really revolutionized like sort of the workflow of role playing. Am I right? 
Definitely, yes. It's much better than Facebook groups or anything like that. It's so much better. You just go straight to the matter. You and it's very neatly divided in channels. If you want channel for bullshit, you just go to the bullshit channel. If you want to <laughs> exactly talk shop, you just go. I mean, it's it's very very precise for <clears throat> and tailored to the specific taste. So it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I th- so I if people want to interact tool. with you, they can find you on both Exalted Funeral and the Full Metal RPG Discord. Is that right? Yeah, and then we have a Black Oath Entertainment uh, Discord channel as well, and we discuss there a bit of uh, well, all the <laughs> uh, seek, I mean, uh, disciple stuff and and the upcoming new game. And well, I mean, we have there a small community. We are just uh, I don't know, maybe it's like fifty people, something like that, but. There's a couple of hardcore fans, which I'm very <laughs> thankful for because it's amazing to see people so dedicated to to my my game and, and making That's stuff. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah, it's it's fun also because they post their their play test. I mean, their play play sessions, and it's very fun to to re- to read honestly because since it's all randomly generated, you never have the same story twice. So it it's just fun. It's very fun to read. Also, they probably if if they, do they post their maps because um, yeah that's yeah. one of the things that's so great about disciples the way it generates maps yeah you yeah could, definitely like, yes 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 they, they they definitely post the the maps so so yeah it's it's very fun <laughs> yeah that's that is freaking rad I love that so that segues kind of neatly into the next topic which is what's what's coming down the pike for uh, Black Oath what is the next thing because I know you're working on a couple things the first one that I'm sort of aware of is uh disciples second edition is that right like are you already at the second edition mark yeah yeah it's it's already in in the print actually and it should be out the 23rd of this month actually so very excited and it's it's almost sold out already on pre-orders the, the what, second what edition. was the what was the impetus to do a second edition like so quickly um, rather um, than just like a second printing or a revised yeah, edition? Actually, the, the initial idea was to simply make a second soft cover print. But uh, since I was already working on my next game and I saw that the, simple, the, the systems and the gameplay was much more streamlined because, of course, the next game is also solo-oriented. It's another solo RPG but I really streamlined the rules. The character creation, I think, is much better. It's a little bit more detailed and more involved. So I looked back to Disciples and I thought, fuck, this is this got old very fast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could really have improved this. So I said, let's just fuck it. I'm going to rewrite the character re- creation rules. Honestly, there hasn't been that many changes. I mean, I revamped the character creation from... A very uh, the original the first um, edition of Disciples is very basic uh, character creation. It's really old school inspired, and this oh yeah, it's super fast. Yeah, so this new one is uh, a little bit more involved, maybe. It's and the whole gameplay now it's based on D one hundred, so it's a uh, it's a percentage. Uh, <coughs> it's based on percentage percentages all the skills. And uh, but still, the character creation is quite fast. You just distribute some points. You still have the, I I kept the archetype system, of course, because I think that gives a distinct a distinct flavor to to disciples being a classless system. 
So I kept all that archetypes to the different archetypes that you can aspire to in order to gain extra skills and, and interesting twists. But then the the gameplay it's 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 the same. I mean I didn't touch the the dungeon and map generation rules are all the same. They have been expanded. I just added more stuff. So it's 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 basically the same stuff, just revised with a new character creation system and, and a little bit more involved combat maybe uh, but much better in my opinion and uh, i don't know it's just uh, it felt like the correct decision also moving forward because if i have a one set of rules for disciples and then another set of rules for the um, for the this new game i'm working on or and then for the future i mean i decided i, I could just use the same stat blocks for the for my whole <laughs> set a range of games and that way i don't have to be restarting okay i want to make a new content for disciples how the fuck was this rule and then i have to read my own book i don't know it made <laughs> things much more streamlined so moving forward i think oh yeah uh, that's this, great so yeah so it's essentially going to, like there, yeah. there's going to be like a black oath house system and then all the materials that come out will have this common system um Yes and no. I mean, the the character creation. Creation. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep that uh, moving forward. But then the, for example, I mean, in Disciples, the the game loop is really centered on random, randomly generated dungeons, and you draw them as you uh, as you create them. So, but the, the the next game has nothing. I mean, it's still all randomly generated content, but you don't go drawing the map and i mean it's a different system so the skeleton of the character creation and all that it remains it's my my plan is to for it to remain the same across all my games but then i mean each game will have its own systems of course so right right. i don't know i i don't think you could just uh extract the the rules from one game and put it into a different setting because it just doesn't translate because encounters are different the type the type of tables you're going to have are different, so I don't know. But yeah, I, I just honestly, honestly, I just try to make it for myself uh, as easy as possible, and and moving forward, so I don't have to restudy my my own rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you recommend that fans of Disciples go out and get the new one, or is it like I mean, is it is it a significant enough iteration that you feel like people who are like fans of the system should go get the new one, or is it more like aimed at newer players and there's like a lot of cross compatibility? What what do you recommend? Well, um, personally, yeah, it's absolutely an improvement. The thing is that we gave everybody who purchased the the first edition since we knew it was going to be a bit uh, um problematic and i understand i mean from from a customer point of 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 view if you buy a product and then a few months later you have an improved version of that product it's like what the fuck are you fucking with me so <laughs> so what we did is uh, just send a free pdf of the of the second edition to everybody who purchased the the first one awesome yeah that's really so, awesome man but uh yeah it's definitely an improvement because it's not only the changes in the rules we added new content a lot of new art 
the book has been properly edited because the first edition there were some mistakes here and there even though we had an editor he didn't really did his, his job properly <laughs> and also we have an amazing new character um, sheet it's it's really really cool it's we we got we have a i have a a guy now who's going to be working with me for all the character sheet designs and he's called david um northcutt i think he's called sorry i'm, I'm terrible at surname i never remember anybody's surname but uh he's he's very talented and and he made an amazing a new character sheet which you can actually go ahead and and download it from our website already so so yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a new and improved version. You have the 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 same loop game loop, but uh, with added stuff, added uh, art, better written. I mean, it's it's a an improved version overall. So definitely, you have to to get this this version if if you like the first one. And uh, that is on pre order at Exalted Funeral right yeah. now, right? Yeah, but okay. uh, copies are really disappearing i don't know if there are like 40 left or something like that or maybe even less i don't know so yeah they are flying <laughs> well there will be less by the time this comes out so if you haven't listeners if you haven't been on exalted funeral if you were thinking about getting disciples if you wanted to upgrade to the second edition uh go to exalted funeral see what's cracking over there right now see if you can get a copy all right so you have another game in the works are you able to talk about that yet yeah absolutely because uh, well, well why we don't you tell us about it man let's hear it we already announced it and and actually it's it's done as to, as of today it's it's finished finally after, oh you just finished it today finished yeah. the last page <laughs> yeah it's after i think it's ninety thousand words i mean it's a big book <laughs> it's it's wow. a lot of content yeah so the thing ninety thousand uh, words solo. Yeah, and how many words was the first edition uh, uh, disciples? Uh, Twenty thousand. So yeah, you get the picture. <laughs> Holy shit! That is gonna be a fat book. So what is it? Tell us about it. Yeah. So the game is called uh, Seekers Beyond the Shroud, and it's another solo RPG. But this one is um, set in in uh, modern times in our in our world, and. It's based on the idea that uh, the reality is not all what it seems. It's, there's occult forces behind everything. And you as a player, you discover this wider uh, world and you decide you, you want to uh, try to, I don't know, uh, take your... <laughs> try to... to achieve power actual spiritual power so you have a control over your destiny so you have different um, organizations or cult organizations which are working against each other um, you have this central um, hub of power in 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 london which is called the omphalos and you as a character you become an agent of the omphalos and through them you you do different missions uh, you have different activities you can you ha it's really based on on rituals and um pacting with demons and uh, spiritual invocations you have astral traveling i mean it's i try to also base it a lot into classical evocation magic the the style of uh, alistair crowley or john d i mean that kind of ceremonial magic so 
there's a lot of summoning and, and weird rituals going on. <laughs> so you will have a the the goal is basically to to become more powerful by finding about different spirits in in grimoires that you can find around during your explorations, uh, getting different magical artifacts, um, but all with this subtle background of um, I don't want to call it cosmic horror because it there, there isn't really an element of cosmic horror but just of uh, insignificance from the point of uh, of a human being how you're just a tiny speck in the grand scheme of things so the the loop will also be in this case it's a bit similar or I try to make it more like a sandbox MMO maybe so you have like this hub and you go there every day there are different daily events things that happen everything randomly of course and you can choose you maybe you can do a bit of crafting you have alchemy you can do some rituals which of course will depend on the on the day and the face of the moon because you have to be keeping track of all those uh, little details so you can uh, summon the appropriate spirits then you have the the more involved uh, gameplay which will be more action you just maybe you take a mission for one of the different orders and you go maybe you need to kill a bunch of cultists or you go to a, a cultist sanctum which is randomly generated you'll have there different events uh, different enemies you have you it's basically once you get to one of those exploration sites you can find enemies or different discoveries or events so for each type of element you will have a different table to roll on i don't know everything is completely randomly generated huge tables a lot of variety so it's impossible to have the <laughs> the same play experience twice and we've been actually playtesting it for a couple of months now and it's pretty refine at this point people seem to really enjoy it they're already doing their own uh, hacks and i mean there's a guy who who made a, a a spheric wheel to keep track of the day or uh, uh, day of the week and moon because of course they need to match if you want to summon specific spirit it needs to be maybe a thursday on a full moon so as time passes this guy made that wheel so you can see exactly i mean people are already creating stuff for it so it's it's great to see people liking it and being involved with it that is so fucking yeah. awesome and it sounds great that yeah. sounds really exciting man i tried to uh, add, made it a bit more narrative too because um uh, disciples maybe it's a bit dry i mean you can see the lore in the background through the description of spells and the different items you have but here is really in the forefront. I mean, you start directly by uh, having a, um, in, sorry, in this new game in Seekers Beyond the Shroud, you have a background uh, and that background is like directly throws you into the this dark and occult world. And, and it's completely narrative. You have a, a goal based on that background. And also the, the character creation and everything is completely skill point based. So you can create the character you want um, and yeah my my goal was to try to put uh, the narrative and the world in the front and then the the gameplay second but uh, i don't know if i <laughs> i managed that but yeah there's a lot of reading if you don't like to read i don't know if this is the game for you 
<laughs> well, I mean, geez, it's like solo role playing. You should be reading yeah. something, right? I mean, interacting <laughs> with the game somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so when will that be available? Yeah, so that's still a bit on the air. We have plans for it, but um, we'll be announcing soon the the release date. To give it a, a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, we'll have more news about that because the book is finished now, the writing process. We, we started with the editing, but we still are missing some illustrations. And well, I mean, you know, the, the process, we need the layout. So I'm yeah, hoping by, yeah. the, by the end of the year, it should be available. Okay, um, but like, it, so you so kick? Uh, are you doing a Kickstarter? You haven't you haven't done pre-orders yet? None of that kind of thing. We're still yeah, waiting we'll, to we'll, see like, yeah, how yeah, the rollout will, will be. You'll have to wait. I'm I'm afraid until we are ready to announce exactly our plans because we're still discussing about it, Matt and I. So, well, I for one cannot wait for that game. Thanks. I will definitely yeah. be buying yeah, th- a copy at the highest be... level available. Yeah, I I think this one is going to be an interesting one. Oh yeah, that sounds sounds super tight. Um, do you have anything else in the works? Uh, yeah, always. <laughs> As, <laughs> aside from this, I I started working on the what will be the first expansion for Disciples, which is going to be focused on one of those rare centers of civilization. There's going to be a city, uh, which fortunately has a one of the few sane tyrants so the as a player you will go there and deal with the different factions i'm i'm adding a new exploration sites i mean you'll be able to explore the 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 sewers uh, there's also going to be a an arena so you're going to have like a um, gladiator matches uh, going up the tiers and of course new new archetypes new spells new enemies i mean an expansion so yeah a lot of new stuff but focused on randomly generated content of course so it doesn't get old fast <laughs> will and, the city generate randomly or will the city have a map and then the encounters no no yeah the, the city itself it's it's fixed i'm working on a detailed history of the city of the different times it's been conquered and because this is a violent and 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 savage world so everything has been ransacked several times Uh, the second a tyrant dies and that one comes and takes over i mean so there's a violent history for for this city and um yeah so the city is, uh, is the background and then within it you'll have a lot of different activities to to take to partake in so and aside from that um i have of course a lot of ideas already for the after we're done with with the release of seekers so uh, my goal if i can will be to alternate at least for a while release one expansion for disciples then another one for seekers as long as i see that people is interested i will keep releasing stuff and aside from that i have a couple of other big projects which are still a bit uh, far away too far away to talk about but yeah sure i have i have content planned for a few years and new games and as long as i have time and and people enjoy it i'll i'll keep writing so yeah well dude that sounds 
amazing. That's really exciting. Uh, Black Oath just sounds like it's creating some really exciting material for people to interact with. Um, I'm really happy that uh, you got together with Exalted Funeral, and I'm really happy that we were able to get together today. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is always awesome. fun, and and I'm very grateful to to Matt, of course, for the opportunity. He he put his face on me, uh, his faith on me, and uh, it definitely. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, uh, he's been really great about um, building building a community and creating a lot of international connections and just uh, yeah, absolutely creating just creating something new. So uh, you know, exalted yeah, funeral a, for all those hardworking guy. <laughs> he do no no shit. Uh, he yeah. I don't know when he has a chance to sleep. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't, know when I don't think he really sleeps between all. <laughs> I mean, he has so many projects going at once and all the new arrivals with the distribution and i mean he really i don't know <laughs> he must clone himself or he's really <laughs> he he's really awesome <clears throat> but yeah so i don't know i think well that's, that's it <laughs> th- thank you so much alex for coming on today we uh, appreciate it was a you. real pleasure it was very very how, fun. How can how can people interact with you if they want to interact with you? Where's the best place to find you? Uh, yeah, they can just um, if they have any questions, they can simply write to blackoutentertainment at gmail.com or they can find us on Facebook. Uh, we have the website blackoutentertainment.com. We are on Discord. Discord. So yeah, like you said, we are on on your. Discord server. I'm also on Exalted Funeral, so yeah, I'm I'm a bit everywhere. Instagram, awesome. So yeah, it's relatively easy to find us. Killer. Well, everybody, everybody, uh, go out there, interact with uh, Alex at Black Oath, get your copies of these new games. Very exciting times we live in. Alex, thank you so much for making the time today. Thank you for thank pushing you, through the was, uh, technical difficulties. No, no, it was a real pleasure, man. Thank, thanks for having me here, and and keep up the great job you do with this podcast is very very fun always to listen you have always amazing guests oh <laughs> hey i agree i agree and i'm glad that you're one of them Th- <laughs> thank you so much man well, you have a great day you too bye thanks <laughs>